We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up, up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of From Poop to Gold. I am your host, Daniel Harmon, <laughs> with my co-host, Benton Crane. And we have today two special guests with us, Jay Shetty and Alex Kushner from Icon media 4 billion views 25 million followers and then now the number one health podcast on itunes right absolutely yes called on purpose yes that's it that's awesome so you guys co-founded icon media yes and if i understand correctly you are very focused on a specific purpose talk to us about that purpose yeah so i think the big thing that happened first of all and i just want to track back a tiny little was around why icon media began and it was because a lot of people were approaching me, friends, influencers, authors, experts, and saying, Jay, we really connect with your content. We like the way you're telling stories. How can you do that for us? Like, how do we do that? And so it started off as me just giving tips to friends on a phone call or email or giving advice. And then the first video that I actually helped a friend with went super viral. So we did it for my good friend, Gabby Bernstein. And Gabby had this book coming out called Judgment Detox. And I helped Gabby with that video. And that video has like 10 million views or something. And I think it was really successful for her. And the next thing you know, she was telling everyone that, hey, Jay really knows what he's talking about. He can do it for you too as well. It's not just for himself. And so that was really, really kind of Gabby to, to share that. And then when that happened, so many people were interested. I was like, I can't do this on my own. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, I reached out to Alex again, who was... We met at Huffington Post. Absolutely. We met at Huff Post about yeah. two years ago. And the goal, the re reason why I reached out to Alex is that he was a pro in telling the stories of entrepreneurs, environmentalists, activists, CEOs at HuffPost. And he would make those videos go regularly viral on HuffPost. And he has a really strong production background. And that's what I was looking for. So I was coming for more from a storytelling point of view and a production. And in, in line with your question, our goal was we want, my, my mission in life is making wisdom go viral. And so when I look at that broader one thing me and Alex share in common is that we want positive, powerful, uplifting content to win on social media. We don't want social media to be a place of negativity, to be a place of depression, to be a place of anxiety and stress. Right. So for me, when we can partner up and work with authors, influencers, brand companies to do that, then we feel very aligned. So now it's not just my videos. Alex and I are able to work with brands, companies and organizations. And the big thing I'd add before we hand over to Alex for that is... For me, a few years ago, every company was saying, you need to be a media company. And today, my biggest push to all companies is everyone needs to be a wellness company. Like there's no excuse now to not think about the wellness of your own self, the wellness of your team, the wellness of your customer, your client, your partner, whatever you call it. Every company needs to be a wellness company. And so we want to work with every wellness company in the world. In my opinion, that's every company needs to do that. How do, you, how do you help bridge that gap or when do you decide they're just not the right fit? Yeah, I think that happens, uh, you know, we go right into a research and development mode and we really do our homework and look at the person, look at the individual, look at the brand, what they stand for, what kind of content they've created in the past, interviews they've done, podcasts they've done, and really analyzing all that information and see where they align. Do they align with our core values? And if they don't, they don't. And, you know, we kind of say, oh, you know, Sorry, but, you know, I don't think you align with our culture or we just move on and you, they go somewhere else. So that's like kind of the, the basic breakdown of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think our big thing has been whenever anyone's approached us, it's really looking at how that company wants to rebrand. 
or redefine who they are. And so as long as they're open to redefining who they are, then that's awesome. And we've been very fortunate. I genuinely feel there are a lot more companies out there in the world and a lot more brands that are doing good in the world already. So I actually don't think it's that far off. I don't actually notice a big distance. The people that we meet, the companies we work with, the brands that we work with, they want to do good in the world or already are. They just don't know how to tell those stories. Mm -hmm. So what they're actually doing is they're either like saying, oh, we achieved this this year without telling that story behind it. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, we raised this much in charity this year without telling the story behind it. So for me, actually, most brands are doing amazing things. And for us, it's our job to help them tell those stories better. Well, let me dive just a little bit deeper into your kind of personal origin story um, because I think it's extremely fascinating. And um, before you and Alex jumped together to do Icon Media and stuff, you have even more backstory. Do you mind jumping into that a little bit, kind of like like the life path you took? Yeah, sure. So born and raised in London, was a really obedient kid until the age of 13, 14 to 18, went the opposite way, delved in everything from drugs to violence to petty crime, just spending time with the wrong circles. I'm like not a mean, aggressive person at all, just ended up spending time in completely the wrong circles and environments. Aged 18, I met a monk that completely switched the trajectory of my life because I got fascinated with spirituality, wisdom, and timeless thought. And so 18 to 22, I used to spend a lot of summer holidays experimenting with life as a monk and also experimenting with life as a 18 to 22 year old. Mm -hmm. And then at age 22, I decided to leave everything and go and become a monk. So I turned down my corporate job offers and went and lived as a monk in India for three years and built sustainable villages and food distribution programs and studied ancient texts and books that I really wanted to teach. So I would go out and speak at companies and events and at schools and to people from the village and everywhere that I could just sharing insights into self-care, self-awareness, well-being. So that's kind of like a very quick version of the of that time. But uh, but yeah, something that's really stayed with everything I do right now. Like everything I do today has come from that. When I started making content, it was never to build a brand. It was never to build a business. It was just to make an impact. And the fact that it's now evolved is beautiful. But I always remind myself of that, that that's why I started. And that's where I want to end as well. Is there, for for someone that doesn't want to go and become a monk, how you can apply meditation to um, making yourself just more successful? Do you you kind of get where I'm going with this question? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's a great Mm -hmm. question. I think one of my favorite ones, really simple, I recommend everyone to test it straight after listening to this show, is something called single tasking. Do one thing at a time. That's mindfulness, that's meditation. If you're eating, just eat. If you're drinking water, just drink water. If you're having a conversation, just have a conversation. The challenge is we're constantly not where we are. So when we're eating, we're watching a movie. When we're drinking water, we're thinking about something else. So our mind is never where we are, which means there's a constant disconnect between our body and our mind, which means there's stress. Anywhere there's a gap like that, there's stress, there's pressure, there's tension. So we want to bring our mind and our body back into alignment by being mentally present and mindfully present where we're physically present. And so you can achieve that simply just by what I call single tasking. Just do one thing at a time. And so we have this perspective right now in life that we can all be multitaskers. And I think the truth is only 2% of the population in the world can actually biologically multitask. And when everyone hears that stat, they're like, oh yeah, that's me. It's, it's probably, right? It's probably... Right. You're rolling it's, the wrong dice Yeah, there, it's buddy. probably not, right? Like it's like 2%. So multitasking is this myth that we were trained in to believe that you can do lots of things at the same time, studies show that most of us can only do one thing well. And so when we're not single-tasking, we're actually reducing our productivity, our creativity, and our effectivity. 
I've, I've never really thought of it in terms of that, of the, just being with that thing in that moment that that can actually be a form of meditation. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah. Even if it's as boring as washing dishes. Like you just do that properly, <laughs> you do it quicker, like whatever it is. Tell us about a situation where you took a really crappy situation and turned it into something great. Yeah, this is a great one. So in 2017, I'd had 100 million views, but I was four months away from being broke. So that's only like, what, like one and a half years ago, or maybe just over two years, nearly two years ago. And I was in that position because the brand that I was making content for didn't align with where I wanted to be anymore. They wanted me to be more political. And I didn't want to be political. My message has never been political. So I had to leave a very steady, good salary and all the rest of it. And I was living in New York and I had four months left before I had nothing left. And I just got married a year before that. So I was also thinking about my wife and my wife was thinking about me and we're trying to figure it all out. And I remember I came back and that was like a day that I remember my monk training like kicking in so big time. I came home and I obviously told my wife that like we had enough money for four months and I was going to figure it out. And I remember saying to her, I said, I said three things to her. The first thing I said to her was, don't judge the moment. And that was a big message we learned as monks, that you never judge the moment because a moment can make you feel like it's the worst moment of your life, but then you're making it the worst moment of your life. Or it could be the best moment of your life if you don't judge it. So that was step one. Step two, I was like, this, this makes the story better. I was like, one day I'm going to get to tell this story <laughs> and it's going to make my story sound so much better because when you've been so low, like from poop to gold, right? Like, that's it. Like, you know, that was poop and... And now we're at gold and, and it makes it more relatable and it makes it real. Like all of us have messed up and had moments where things didn't go to plan or our plan at least. And we could get into that. And, and then the third thing I said to myself was like, I'm going to use all this energy to build a life doing what I love and making money doing what I love. And I remember the next day waking up and messaging every person I possibly knew about how I could serve them and how my work could maybe help them. And now, you know, one, one and a half years on, we have like, I have now four uh, multi-million dollar businesses that are doing incredibly well. Uh, I get to do what I love every day. I have an amazing team. I work with amazing people. And literally like a year and a half ago, I was four months away from having nothing. And so for me, that was a big personal kind of revelation that, that changed my life because I'd never been in that position before. I'd never had a lot growing up, but I'd never been like, that's it. You know, it's all over. And like, I didn't want to go back and like, my parents aren't well off, so I couldn't just go back and be like, oh, mom and dad, can you help me out? So for me, that was a huge moment where I was really tested and, and it's easy to talk about it now, but at that time I was scared. It felt like a failure. I was nervous. I felt everything that you feel, but don't judge the moment. Know that it makes the story better and then use all that nervous energy to create instead of feeling nervous and so much good can come from it. Yeah, and then a lot of the individuals we work with, like they've all failed. Like everybody's failed and some people failed huge, failed mm -hmm. big. Uh, and then they go on to be successful because that's how you learn. That's right. And uh, yeah, it's a common theme. Absolutely. That's yeah. why we landed on the theme of this podcast because we, we knew we'd be equals gold. Yeah, every, yeah <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. it's literally the same story for everybody, yeah. right? And I think you go from gold to poop if you forget about it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right? And I think that's the big thing that yes. if you forget about it and you forget about what got you here, then you just go back backwards and you see that happen all the time like ego complacency it just takes you back yep right you're now egotistic oh i've done so much i've achieved so much like and then you're like ready to fall again well you mentioned um taking that energy and putting it into creation which i love so let's talk a little bit about creative process for you so what are three things that you that you guys do what, what are maybe three strategies you'd say to stick by if you're going to grow 
a following on Facebook, maybe specifically with Watch like you have. Yeah. Why don't you start with some of our clients for Facebook and then I'll do me. Yeah, so what we do is we really look at the individual we're going to work with or the brand and look at the style and the format of the video. Because, Jay, you talked about earlier, it's like, not everybody is great directed to camera, like telling, telling a really powerful message or a story. You know, they're just some, not everyone's good at that. So you got to think of like other formats and styles for that person, whether they're, you know, the style on stage, doing a keynote, like some people are really powerful on stage, like you or, and other people, but uh, delivering that style, or if it's an interview style where they're more comfortable just talking to a producer off camera, the producer being off camera, me asking the questions. Uh, or hiring, you know, an actor or something like that to create create recreation videos. So that's just something we use. We use that, you know, style and format uh, going along for like each video, um, and then and then we go to the writing phase and kind of like the whole story theming of you know what what's the message? How do you want people to feel when they watch your video? Uh, that's what that's a hard question for a lot of people. Mm. Right? It's like how do you want them to feel? It's like oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> For so, most yeah. most people just yeah. come to us because they're like, we just want them to laugh, and so yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> well, yeah, common language, right? Yeah, but yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's great advice. I think I think that's the first one, just cementing what Alex was saying around where is that person going to shine, or where mm-hmm. is that brand going to shine? And I always thought about this, like, you know, when people are saying be authentic. And then some people are like, well, we're a dull brand. Does that mean we be authentically dull? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, and so it's like, it's, it's figuring out where does that brand, that company, that individual, where are they going right. to be at their best? And I think a lot of people don't even know. And so a lot of people are trying to imitate or emulate. So I always give the example of, of Gary Vee, for example. So a lot of people started trying to do what Gary does. Mm-hmm. And the reason, and, and Gary's a friend, so, you know, and, and why, why it doesn't work is because Gary's on fire when he's in that environment, Mm -hmm. right? He's on fire in that environment. And so if you go, oh yeah, I want to do that video because I think it will go viral. It doesn't actually make sense because you may not be on fire in that environment. So that's step one. The second thing is that what, what Alex was saying around the five areas. So there's five areas that go viral through studies. Adventure, comedy, emotion, inspiration, or surprise. From 7,000 pieces of research, those were the top five. And we realized those are not genres, they're feelings. Mm-hmm. And they're I think emotions. Emotions. So it's like, mm-hmm. how does someone feel after they watch the, watch the video? How, how much have they moved emotionally? Mm-hmm. And so for us, that's a big part of creative process is like, I want someone to feel something after a video. I don't want someone to think or learn something after a video. And that's how most creators, most brands are thinking like, I want the... I want my audience to know this. So you're thinking about knowing, you're not talking about feeling. And the best ads, the best companies, the best brands, the best videos are all videos that make us feel something. Right. And so that's a big thing for us. And then the third and final one for us is making sure that we're able to connect that person, right? With a understanding of who else is going to be able to scale that up for them. So one of our clients has a lot of celebrity followers. Mm. We're making sure that they're able to connect with all of them, making sure that they built that relationship to be supported by that. A distribution strategy. A distribution strategy, right. absolutely. And so we want to make sure that every one of our companies, brands, or people that we're working with have a distribution strategy, and we help them build that. Awesome. Yeah, and then I was just just picking off just uh, like some brands that are selling a product, right? It's like our, mm-hmm. our product's boring. It's like okay, but your product's like healing people. There's a lot of personal stories where your product's being used to help heal people. Well, those are super emotional, powerful stories to tell, and that's what we're going to do. And they're like, oh, lives. okay, that makes yeah. sense. Like, that wasn't that hard. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like your product's helping heal people. Like, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to use real people to tell those stories. So that's another thing, like product-based people. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So question for Jay. From the outside looking in, kind of looks like an overnight success. We know there's no such thing as an overnight success, though. What I want to hear about is how you explain that or how you view that. Yeah, what, yeah. what did your quote-unquote overnight success yeah. really take? Yeah, so I'm 31 now. I started studying the stuff I talk about today when I was 18. So my overnight success took 13 years and or 10 years because it's been three years of growth and public profile and all the rest of it. So for me... My journey starts at 18. I meet the monk. I start studying the Vedas. I start getting fascinated with timeless wisdom. I start thinking about how does this relate to people's lives? And I'm like, I want to share everything I'm learning because it's so powerful. Everything I'm learning from these books and these monks, I'm like, I want to tell everyone about it. And I start going into how does this relate to the average kid living in London? Because that's where I was born and raised. How does this relate to the average kid in New York and LA and in the middle of America, wherever they are? Like, how does this relate to my generation? And so I used to give talks between 18 and 22 at universities. I had a society that I ran at university called Think Out Loud. And every week, 10 to 20, and then growing into 50 to 100 students would get together to hear me speak about philosophy, behavioral science, and psychology. And I would do these for free. So I made zero money. They'd come just to hear me speak about philosophy, science, uh, behavioral science, and psychology. And so for me, I was literally like, I've been testing content for years. It's just that I took them online onto video three years ago. But I've sat with people's pain for longer than most people. I've sat and answered questions all night when I made no money from it longer than most people. And I've spoken and sat with people for at least three hours a day for the last 13 years. So my experience of sitting with people, listening to their problems, trying to think of solutions, reading books, researching, getting them to experiment and test is 13 years long. It's just that I took it into video three years ago. I remember turning up to give talks at universities where zero people showed up and I would practice my speech to four walls as if it was packed, right? And so like now when I get to speak to like, 10,000 audience or a 30,000 audience like I still remember the day when no one turned up so for me the overnight success piece I get it like it does look like that because the offline and online world are so separate but online success is usually based off a ton of offline success or offline failure right and so I, I think that's what's missed in that in that journey element and like what a lot of like the traditional uh you know broadcast companies that I work for like they have like these huge teams and they think you need like all this gear and all this equipment and like, you know, a first AD. <laughs> <laughs> but then I went to go work for Huff, Huff Post and our crews were like so much smaller. So I was yeah. like, oh crap. Like, all right, how do I still make really good looking videos for social now that can still go viral and still to my, like, you know, to the quality that I'm used to. Like Absolutely. that's where we are right now with Icon is like really surrounding our team and like building a culture of young, hungry, passionate, talented people um, that, you know, know what they're doing and are creative. And so, awesome. yeah. It's cool. I love it so much. You got a gift for him, right? We're getting gifts. I love gifts. <laughs> getting gifts, yeah. So this is um, a copy of From Poop to oh Gold. Oh my god, you actually it, it's, it. Yeah. That's cool. it's yeah, it's the oh kind of the god, backstory of that. our campaigns so and stuff, cool. and it focuses on kind of the three C's <laughs> of creative of success for Harmon Brothers, which is creative culture, creative processes, and creative partnerships. That is so cool. cool. I love that. And there's also um, unicorn gold there for right. you and some towel spakes in there too, right? I love this. But um, where awesome. where you. should our listeners find you? Like where where's the main place to, to look you up? To yeah, follow? so you can find me on my podcast, On Purpose, uh, Jay Shetty On Purpose. That's the number one place I'd love for everyone to go. And if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Jay Shetty Instagram. If you're on Facebook, at Jay Shetty and YouTube. So all three. Yeah. yeah, and if you just Google uh, Jay Shetty Icon Media, <laughs> yeah. that would just yeah. go to the website. Yeah, yeah, it's like absolutely. One of the first yeah. And if you want to find Alex's Instagram with nature photos, yeah, 
It's just my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nature photos. It's great. Yeah. Okay. And any upcoming things that you want our listeners to know about or to be watching out for? Oh, we can't share it. We yet. can't share I it. Yet. Yet. There's a lot of exciting yeah, stuff. Of we just we can't wait. Uh, there's there's a few. The Icon Media is going to be working with a few very exciting brands and athletes coming up. So that's all awesome. I'm going to say. That's, yeah. Yeah, very that's, cool. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, thank, thank you so much, much Thank Jay. you. Yeah. Thank love you, Alex, for joining yeah. us. It's been a yeah. blast. Love hearing your backstory. And thank you guys for listening. Be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one.